I would, especially early on, the kids are a little bit more self-sustaining now, but especially early on, coming home, uh, when Lisa would come home, maybe she'd be out, she had to go do something. I was Mr. Mom at home. And I would be absolutely exhausted. I was just like, here, take the kids, please help. I I don't know how you do this. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. And, and, you know, as as dads, we we need those opportunities, don't we? Uh, To feel the weight of the, the household and what goes on and really what they carry. Because it is absolutely extraordinary. I want to... I want just a second, just to acknowledge that, that, you know, for some moms, this is a, this is a mixed day, mixed day of celebration, grief, um, depending on your life experience, miscarriages, early death, death later in life of their children, disappointments, discouragement, relationship with their kids. Some of you who have longed to be mothers for years and years and years, and this can be a difficult day in that regard. I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that. And for others, many are missing their mothers on this special day as their moms have passed on. That's tough. But we remember the wonderful memories, because those are the things that hopefully we take with us. The journey of a mother is intense. Sleep deprivation, prayer, more sleep deprivation, sacrifice, giving, laughing, loving, more sleep deprivation, more prayer to do all that they need to do. And you see it, you know, the moms that they run on Jesus juice, you know, they run on Jesus' power uh, continually to be able to function the way that they do and give the way that they do. Uh, the things that I put my mom through, some of the grief. Young men, you guys can, uh, young ladies, you can, everybody I think can relate to the, to the grief that they put them, their moms through. There was, I kind of joke about, you know, um, Moses, his mother, you know, they, they found him in the Nile. Well, they found me in a puddle. And uh, we had this puddle out in front of our house in Zilla. And I would constantly be down in this puddle. I don't know why I had this gravitational pull toward this puddle. It was a huge puddle. I could get all in it. And I'd just get down there in my diaper stuff. You remember that? You know? Finally, my dad, my dad had this motorcycle. He sold the motorcycle to buy this chain link fence to go around the house to keep me in the yard. And I would climb the fence and go back down to the puddle. I don't know why that is, but I put my mom through some serious grief. I'm down there right by this street where in Zilla, it's not too busy streets, but, um, you know, cars going by and all that. And they managed to miss me and I'm here today. So that was, that was pretty cool. But, um, I remember I was probably 13, 14 years old, young men, plug your ears right here at this point. You don't want to listen to this, not something to exemplify or follow. But I remember I got in trouble, dad's at work and, uh, I was home as I, I don't know what was going on a weekend or something. And, uh, she, she, you know, was trying to get me to do something. I was not complying. She goes for the spoon. 
I resorted to laughter. I'm running around the other side of the dining room table. She would go this way. I would go the other way. I'm going back and forth trying to get away from her. And I managed to get her laughing to the point where we dropped the whole situation and went on with life. (laughs) It's tough when your son's like six foot two, you know, however many pounds, and uh, you're trying to go after him with a wooden spoon. Uh... In my junior high years, I, I didn't understand the value of conversation with my mom. Not just conversation, I, I didn't understand how much she valued it and what she was trying to do. I, I would come home, this one you want to unplug and, and really learn from this one because this was a, a gold mine that I got that really served me later on and still serves me today in my marriage. But uh, I, w- I would get so frustrated Come home from school, sit down at the table. Mom's just there, ready to give, you know, provide a snack and nourishment uh, to go on through the evening. And she just, you know, how was your day? Good. It's a good day. Good day. What'd What'd you do? Same thing I did yesterday, Mom. Math, science, history. Can we dispense with the questions already? The interrogation. You know, well, what was you know da 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 da. Finally, you know, in her frustration, she went to talk to my dad. Dad sat me down. It's like, Eric, this is not about an exchange of information. This is about an exchange of hearts. She's trying to connect with you. It's not about what you did and different details of the day. This is a good take home for us husbands too right here. But, um, but it's about an exchange of hearts. Man, it's tough for us to, you know, relate on that emotional level sometimes. But I just, I saw my mom really trying to draw my heart in and I I was clueless to it. But then all of a sudden the lights went on after my dad shared that with me and I began to do a little bit better and grow in that area. So that was, that was very helpful. Uh, You know, I've never... I've never heard of a new or veteran mom who ever thought, oh yeah, I got this motherhood thing down. It is a bit odd for me as a man to be standing up here talking about, um, you know, mom, moms and women, but I'm not here to analyze. We're here to honor, right? And I can do that, certainly. If the start of the motherhood is in the indication... All the moms are thinking about that process of what it means to start becoming a mother. If that's any indication, then we know the journey of motherhood is going to be filled with this beautiful mix of many different emotions, many different experiences. I'm definitely out of my league in talking about this particular area, which would be pregnancy. Uh, But um, again, we're here to honor many moms experience unbelievable pain. Uh, and anguish during their pregnancies. Uh, This is an incredible sacrifice to bring babies into the world. Uh, I know for myself, I think Tyson could raise, he gave his mom fits as long as the rest of them. But, uh, you know, my mom, I think just about every day of her pregnancy, she was sick, vomiting multiple times a day and uh, had to take medication just to keep from her body naturally aborting Stephanie and I. And uh, there are so many, you know, different ones. I've heard stories about this where, uh, you know, mothers are just bedridden the whole time. And, and so uh, 
I, I was tough on you right from the very beginning, wasn't I, Mom? Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have to be so quick to agree. Mm. There was a video that we were going to show, and, and uh, uh, we're not going to do that uh, this morning, but it just basically life doesn't come with a manual. Life comes with a mom. And I'd like to correct one of the things that the screenwriters wrote. They, they said that every time a child is born, a mother is born. But the truth is that every time a woman conceives, a mother is born. Life beginning at, at conception. And I personally witnessed this, that every time Lisa would realize that she was pregnant and that... Uh, it's after each ensuing pregnancy as if she became uh, born again as a mother all over again. You know, the, the joy and just the, the connection between mother and baby, and which is just amazing. Something I, I, don't, I don't think as men we can even start to understand um, kind of what that's like. But that relationship begins so early on. And uh, I was reading an interesting study here this last week that says that, that actually women have um, in, their, in their brains, they're studying, finding that in their brains they have male, um, um, uh, whatever, whoever their children are, whether they have male or female, and of course the male would be the only ones they would be able to distinguish in the mother. But they find that they have a piece of the, the children, in a sense, in their bodies, in their brains that stays there for uh, the rest of their life. There's this uh, undeniable, um, inseparable connection between a mother and her children that is just amazing that God did all of that. Adoptive moms. Oh, special, special uh, woman. And uh, my dad's biological mom uh, died suddenly when she was only 24 years old. They think, you know, back in the early 40s, they're not sure what it was. They think it was probably a brain aneurysm. And 24 years old, my dad was only six months old. Who was to care for this little guy and his brother? They were moved around to family and foster care and different things like that. But then this little spunky woman who lives in Clackamas, Oregon right now, I think if she stood on her tippy toes, she'd be about four foot eleven. So you know my dad being the six four, um, she um, was an interesting fit for him as those boys grew bigger and bigger and bigger. But um, my, my grandma, who we, we call her Granny, and uh, she adopted these little boys when they were when my dad was two, and she raised and loved them as if they were her own. Amazing the sacrifice. Our friends John and Rachel Nystrand just completed again thousands of miles of traveling halfway around the world in a just a preliminary stage of bringing home their third adopted child from Ethiopia. Thousands of miles, thousands of dollars, sacrifice over and over again to bring these babies home, to provide a family for them. 
We honor our moms who have chosen to adopt. And, and I've, could, I think I could only think of a few, but Ruth Rogers, Becca Lohman, Annie Graves. I'm sure there's others that I'm not remembering or thinking about. Would it be possible just to have you stand? Could we just honor you? Let me read you a wonderful scripture from Ephesians 1, verse 3 through 8. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. How are we united? Well, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It gave him great pleasure. So we, as sons and daughters, we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness. He's so rich in kindness. You're so rich in kindness, Ruth, to adopt. Annie, to adopt. So rich in kindness, Becca, and others. I love it. It's wonderful to have Graham and Sarah uh, White here today. And they have five boys of their own. Five boys of their own. And... um, but uh, they've been involved with foster care and, and uh, taking in uh, different ones over the years into their home that uh, gals, different gals in need. I've been in your home at different times when you've had them there, and it's been wonderful to uh, be able to get to know them. But there's something so special about that, and that is really rubbed off on us. That's gotten into us, and uh, we've been investigating that process of what that looked like. And I just, I just asked the Lord that, that uh, this spirit of adoption go deep into the hearts of many of us, that we would take on that responsibility to bring someone or a several into our homes to provide a home for them and provide a family for kids in need. Some moms become moms long before they thought they could ever handle the responsibility. That might be true of most. Single moms. Some very challenging situations. Um, A young single moms find themselves in a situation they had not planned on, but that is never too much for God. He isn't caught off guard. Though the situation is difficult for young single moms, um, those single moms need our support. They need a family around them, church family around them, to uh, help her make it through into the new life and the responsibilities. That's where we all get to come into play. It's important that we recognize, that we see, that we discern, that we're looking for those opportunities to love, to reach, to care for, to touch, to encourage along the way. One young girl found herself in a a similar situation 
facing public disgrace, humiliation, rejection by friends and family, possibly losing the man that she was engaged to, but she trusted God. Luke 1 tells us that Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Not surprisingly, the response that's described by Luke is confused and disturbed is what Mary, how Mary responded. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, you will conceive and give birth to a son. Right. You mean when I get married? You mean when after Joseph and I, you know, and, and that's what you must mean, right? No, that's not what I mean. I mean that I'm going to have this conversation with you and with you alone. Maybe I'll talk to your fiance a little bit later. But I just want you to trust me. It's easy for us to read this story in hindsight, you know, thinking it's like, oh, yeah, that that turned out well for her. That was quite a process. She was going to be pregnant with the God of the universe. As far as everyone was concerned, she was involved in some indiscreet relationship. I find it interesting how God allowed Mary to carry the weight of this secret, never announcing it from heaven's loudspeakers. Hey, just want to let you guys know she didn't do anything on the side, you know, nothing. This was straight from heaven. I did this. He didn't do that, did he? He let her go through that. He allowed that to happen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Single moms, we we honor you. We bless you. We want to be an encouragement to you. Amen. Amen. Grandma Nancy, it was great seeing you up here with your kids and seeing the faithfulness of God through your life over the years when I know it's it could not have been easy. Of all the limitless ways God could have brought our Lord Jesus into the world, he chose to birth him through a mother. He could have just chose her or caused him to just appear as a man. Adam was created as a man, a full-grown man. Why couldn't he have done that with Jesus? Just send him coming on the clouds, you know. But he chose him to come in a humble way. And he chose a woman. And he created a mom through that. Could have chosen a woman with years of experience who maybe felt more ready. But instead he chose a woman whose only qualification was trust. That's it. It's one of the greatest things that God gives to uh, a mom is is trust. Say, yes, Lord, I'm your your servant. I I receive this responsibility, this, and, and I embrace this sacrifice. Wow. Moms, we thank you so much for trusting the Lord. God is extremely protective of mothers and takes that role very seriously. Listen up. 
to this. There's some warnings in this. Proverbs 23, 22, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother's experience when she is old. So give your parents joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. What a blessing we get to give to our parents, to our mothers in particular, to make her happy with the choices and decisions that we make. Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother will be plucked out by ravens and eaten by vultures. That's an encouraging word. Thanks, Jesus. Serious warning. Wow. Proverbs 30, 11 through 13. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. They feel, they feel pure, but they are filthy and unwashed. They're proud beyond description and disdainful. We've talked about it. I'd love for you to help me a little bit. But sacrifice, there's the self-denial laying down their lives day and night for their families. What are some of the things? Help me out. You guys were good last year, but let's just rehearse some of the things. What are the things that your mom does or your wife does around the house uh, or with the family to sacrifice and give to them? Just call it out. Cook. Cook. Oh, food. Yes. What would we do? Laundry. What was that? Wipes butts. Woo! We're getting real now. What? Takes the grandkids. Yep. Takes the grandkids. Thank you, Mama Linda. What's that? Taxis. I was going to say, she does your taxes for you, Lee? <laughs> no, she, yeah, that's right. She taxis the kids around back and forth. Can you imagine if we added up the miles? that moms drive. Oh my goodness. We just became soccer moms, even though none of our kids play soccer. It's basketball, baseball, uh, all this stuff. Yesterday it was game after game after game. Uh, we were out all day. Yeah. What else? Oh, prayer, prayer and intercession. We, we basically live on the, on the prayers of, of moms. I'm telling you what, I know that's true for my own life. What you got, Jade? What's your mom done? Sacrificing. Forgiveness. Ooh, that's a good one. Forgiveness. Helps with homework. I should hear men's voices right now. All the ladies are like, we do the food. We do the laundry. (laughs) Come on, men. Never gives up. Sorry? Takes care of the sick ones. Fixes your trousers. Fixes your trousers. <laughs> How about excitement? How about excitement? How, you're never going to hear a dad, you know, come in the room and be like, OMG, OMG, oh my word. It's just, oh, it's just so excited. You, we get that life and excitement from moms, don't we? It's so good. They keep life interesting. Dads are like, well, that's good, son. <laughs> keep up the good work. Oh, they just, I mean, the, the shrills and the, the, oh, it's, it's wonderful. The enthusiasm. Life would be so boring with a bunch of dudes. So boring. That's why we marry women, right? <laughs> we like the excitement. They're very different than us. Oh, my goodness. 
love. I, it's, it's all wrapped up in the, a mother's love. But I know that they just, it's like God gives them an, an, an extra dose of agape love for, for others. Trust. Moses' mother, Samuel's mother, Hannah. Many remember, as I was saying earlier about Moses, just Moses' mother placing him in a basket, putting him amongst the reeds. Uh, this is the same Nile River where uh, Pharaoh had thrown the, the babies in to, uh, you know, be killed by crocs and, and all kinds of stuff when he was trying to get rid of the deliverer who was promised to come during that time. But you see what happens when a mother fully releases her child into the hands of God. I'm not suggesting you go place your baby in the river or anything like that. But again, we, we see the metaphor there of releasing our children that they, that they don't belong to us. The opposite, it breaks that fear and control, right? The fear and control as parents that we can tend toward. But, uh, You see Samuel's mother, Hannah, bringing her son to the, to the temple, to the Lord, dedicating him. She says, First uh, Samuel chapter 1, Hannah says, I asked the Lord to give me this child, and he has given me my request. Now I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped God. She says this, she starts this song. My heart rejoices in the Lord. Oh, how the Lord has blessed me. Now I have an answer for my enemies. As I delight in your deliverance, no one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. I love that, that, that dedication of just bringing um, the, her son to the Lord and just saying, you have been so faithful to give to me. I recognize that this is a stewardship before you. Children are given to us on loan to train up in the ways of the Lord. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to actually conclude uh, our time here this morning. I'm going to ask the, the Ames family to come back up again because we have the privilege of dedicating their son, Joel. So the extended family and everybody. Okay. Good. Come on up here. Come on up here, you guys. You can just spread across the the front. I'm going to put Dave on the spot and uh, let him introduce everyone. I know he's out. Gary, why don't you introduce? No, I'm teasing. No, they're getting uh, getting Joel. There we go. There's the crew. (laughs) I'm glad I worked out this week. Joel, look at this guy. Oh, man, what a cutie. Dave, why don't you go ahead and just introduce everyone briefly, and then we'll hey everyone. We'll dedicate. Can I hear you? I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Here we, there we go. go. So, 
It's good to see everybody again. We miss you guys so much. Um, so, should I start at this end or this? We'll start down here. We'll start with our wonderful disciples. Help us answer hard questions for ourselves most of the time. But uh, they lead us really well. And that's uh, Mark and Renee Ostra. And then we have our, our adopted grandparents. You know, we had to meet them when we're, we're all from the same area in New York, and that's Carol and Norman Pond, and uh, great people, too. Then there's all these Larkins, all these Larkins, and uh, they're my in-laws. Uh, she's Sherry, Emma, uh, Keith and Ethan, and David is out at the academy. So he would be here if he possibly could, I'm sure. And we've got Nick, and then we've got Debbie's brother, Gary. And then we get to have one of our New Yorkers out here. And Julie, she got introduced earlier. And then my, well, my, my mom-in-law, Nancy, and uh, our, little, our little guy, Seth. He, he's our oldest. Bethany is our beautiful older daughter. And Symphony is our beautiful littler daughter. And then my even beautifuler wife who did all of the really hard work yep. and still does. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we got Joel here. And we are so happy to have such a full family. You want to say hi? Say hi. Say hi. Can say hi? Almost, sort of. Well, we have a... Um, we have a, a dedication, North Shore style. Uh, but uh, this this says here, Joel Mike there. There we go. Joel Rhythm Gary Ames was dedicated to Jesus Christ on May 11, 2014, Christchurch, North Shore. His name means Yahweh is God. May Joel be a man who testifies of the one true God, who walks in cadence with Jesus, which is rhythm, setting a pattern for many generations to follow. May the Spirit of God move in and through him as he is used as a spear, is what Gary means, in the kingdom of God. Well, let's see how we do here. All right. See, with this microphone, though, he doesn't have anything. Babies here don't have much to hold on to. At least you're not going to cry. Would you stand with me and let's just, we, uh, we take little Joel Rhythm, Gary Ames, and we just take you from the hands of your parents and we dedicate you to the purposes of your God. He has chosen you. He has destined you. You will be a spear in his hand. You will set a pattern for others. A rhythm for them. Let the rhythms of heaven come through this young man. That he would call his generation to God. Lord, on this day of Mother's Day that we're celebrating, may he be one, says the scriptures say, that would cause joy in the hearts of his parents. The way that he lives, the choices that he makes. Just pray a special connection between him and his father to follow his dad, to listen to his dad's voice, 
There you go. Even to strain and just wanting to be in dad's arms. Lord, we bless him now. We dedicate him to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Bless you. Make sure you spend time honoring your moms. Here's one thing we want to do before we leave. And uh, I'm going to need some help. I need some Larkin boys. I need you guys to come up here. Justice, come on up here. We've got a, just a special parting gift for you moms we want to hand out. And uh, so if I got any more, uh, any more helpers around, that would be great. We love you moms. We bless you. Have a wonderful day being pampered and honored by your families.